Let's go. Hey. me a drum major. They should have made me a drum major, bitch. I'd have been high stepping in that motherfucker. <sighs> oh, I can't give my leg up. Y'all can't even see me out here, cuz. Uh. Let's go. Look, a bitch out of breath. That's how you know I got to get in shape. This is this is absurd. Baby. <laughs> they would have not cast me for the goddamn drum major. My ass would be laid the fuck out. Like, <laughs> fucking through. Yo, critters. Excuse me, I had to take a little sip, sip break. Already. Critters, we back. It's episode 12. I decided to <clears throat> kind of do a little combination for the I Know Domino show, podcast show, excuse me. I was like, let me go ahead and record the episode, but also let me do a little vlog with it. Like, this is live. Live and direct for y'all motherfuckers, you know what I'm saying? So I did a little, you know what I'm saying, a little switcheroo. We recording right now. So after this snippet, after y'all watch this on IGTV. And on my page, I'm gonna need y'all to surf, go on, hop on Anchor, hop on Spotify, Google Podcasts, etc., etc., and tune in to the rest of the episode. Why is episode 12 out there, bitch? Hold on. For those of y'all who are watching this, let's get the drip together real quick. Hold on. One time for Obey and the Tank Top. Tank Top 5. Tank Top Real 5. Check the drip. Heat check. Heat check. You know what I'm saying? Little something, something. The savagery is real. Y'all already know I'm coming correct. Don't sleep on me, man. Don't sleep on the drip. What? And always, as always, hella, hella, guarded up. That's the crystal. That's actually snowflake obsidian. You know what I'm saying? Stay protected, baby. That's all we doing. From here on out, protecting our energy. This is just a, one of the ways I like to do it. Staying guarded. But, um, <clears throat> critters, welcome back. It's episode 12. Huh, I can't say that a bitch, my energy has just been unmatched lately. Like, talking about feeling renewed, 
motherfucker. That's the vibe. So I wanted to switch it up today. As y'all know, uh, it is homecoming week <clears throat> for my school, my HBCU. I can't call it my alma mater because I did not graduate there, but I did put in my my stripes, my years, and it was probably the best college experience because I went to three different colleges, y'all. Attended three. Tres. This was out of all the schools that I've attended, Stetson University, Georgia State, then BC, well, B, not in that order. It was Stetson, then BCU, and then Georgia State University is where I finished up. So, needless to say, y'all got to understand my story real quick. And we're going to get into this a little later. But first and foremost, the song that y'all heard just now when we started this thing, that was our, basically our, uh, Battle, battle, battle call, battle song. Let's go Wildcats. So they all the band would always play it at games and et cetera, et cetera. Like our games, basketball games, <clears throat> football games mainly. As y'all know, halftime. We got one of the biggest goddamn. We got the biggest band. It was, well, our biggest competitor was the goddamn Rattlesnakes. <laughs> Them FAMU. But uh, Cookman's band is unmatched to this day. I attended Cookman in the years 2011, no, 2020, yeah, 2011, 2011, 2013, somewhere in there, 2014, um, and I played on the basketball team, transferred in, red, you know, red shirt, D1 to D1, um, and when I went to Cookman, y'all gotta understand, the energy, I was coming from Stetson University down the road in, in uh, D-Land, Florida, some of y'all like, fuck D-Land, yeah, it's between Daytona and Orlando on your way to Daytona. Yeah. Anyways, all white, predominantly all white school, private Ivy League school, you know, but I went there on a scholarship, you know, scholarship, basketball scholarship. Um, And when I left, chose to leave, we'll get into this story a little later. And I walked my first day stepping on, H- on that campus, bruh, I knew I was home, bitch. I knew I was home. And from that moment on, dude, oh man, the stories. I can't even give y'all all the goddamn stories. Okay. I'm going to just give y'all a general idea of my experience with, at an HBCU. For those of y'all who don't even know what that means, historical black college and universities. Um, I, if I had a child, if and when I do, um, they're going to experience that at least for a semester or two. I think it's so important as African-American, our heritage, our black people to not just experience those schools, but, you know, attend, but, um, it's more than the experience. If I said it, it's like, it's, it's a, it's a family. It's a culture of family, especially at Bethune Cookman, because it's such a smaller, it's one of the smaller, um, HBCUs out there, but it's well, well known for a number of things. Um, so I will say out of all my college's experiences, BCU had to be the number one experience. And y'all gonna find out why in a minute. You already snow. Um, but first up, first and foremost, y'all already know, I always like to do what's new with that move. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I told y'all, bro, like when I get like to really produce this shit in like a studio with like all the equipment, I'm finna have ad-libs in this bitch. 
I'm finna have motherfuckers say, I got a whole little jingle for my fucking podcast. Y'all even understand. A whole jingle, bitch. That shit finna go hard, too. Um, But yeah, man, listen. What's new with me? I have been on a fucking wave lately, man. Just taking it one day at a time. Enjoying my life. Enjoying the people in and around my life. And just not taking a second for granted. You feel me? Not taking a second for granted. Every day is a, is a blessing. So I've been just honestly just trying to walk more and more into my purpose. Um, I got big moves, big things happening. So my mind's been a little everywhere just trying to make these moves. Like I'm moving by 2020. Before 2020, I will have my own place. That is what's happening. I'm talking that shit into existence on purpose, critters. <laughs> and been manifesting this shit. So I've been doing, you know, some searching apartment hunting and shit like that. Um, outside of that, uh, as y'all know, I got a new logo for the podcast. That shit is dope. Shout out to my boy Baralda, Louis Baralda. Y'all go follow that nigga on IG. He's dope as fuck. If you need some artwork done, nigga's a singer, a rapper, a dancer, and an artist, bro. This nigga multi-talented like a motherfucking boy. But yeah, shout out to my boy. He uh, designed the whole logo, new logo. I'm finna have that shit on everything. Instead of this shit saying whatever it say on the back, savage, whatever, it's gonna be I know that more notes. Period. With the logo. Bop. So, y'all stay tuned for that. Because I want y'all to get some merch. You know, fuck, fuck with me, bruh. Because that's how you brand yourself. And that's the goal. Like, and I ain't branding it like, oh, I'm trying to, I need money off of this shit. No. I do this because this is my outlet. This is beautiful. Like, this is truly creation, and I just hope that it reaches the masses so I can affect and change somebody's life just by my words, my voice. And I know that's my purpose. I've always known that my voice is going to be the reason. I'm telling you. So with that being said, uh, you know, I've just been, you know, just walking in my purpose, man, claiming every day, loving every day. Um, but today... That's why I'm recording. I'm getting this shit. I was like, man, let me get on here and talk to my talk to my critters, but I got shit going on. Um, I'm actually about to go get yeah, it. That was one of my goals for this month. Uh, because my goal is before 2020, I'm gonna have both of my sleeves done completely. As y'all know, I'm yadded. My arms are basically covered. So I'm gonna have another little video, a little snippet, you know, after I finish up. But my boy finna, my boy Nell's finna go in, as he always does. About to get some more artwork done, man. I ain't even finna tell y'all what it is. None of that. Y'all just finna have to see. Y'all gonna see later, cuz. It's finna be hot, though, man. I'm excited. I got some major work I'm getting done, y'all. <laughs> so I'm trying to be lit as fuck, goddamn, because I'm finna be in that bitch. Whew. Yeah, but I'm excited. I'm excited. I love getting ink, man. Love it. So definitely trying to have both of my sleeves completed, fully completed. Uh, by 2020, that way I can move on to other parts of my body. Well, I have other tattoos elsewhere, but anywho, that's what's good. That's what's going on today, man. I'm really super excited, and I'll have more. Uh, I'll have some footage uh, for the session later on. I'll put that up and some pictures of my new ink, baby. Ah, uh, but yes, again, it's been such a beautiful, beautiful time. We in harvest time, man. We got a lot going on in the in, in the realm, in the universe, with energies. We got a retrograde coming up soon, so I don't know which one it is. But it's a retrograde in route critters. I mean, a few days away, I believe. But nonetheless, as long as you protecting your energy, 
Okay? Aligning yourself, refreshing your chakras, all of that. Long as you in tune with yourself, your higher self, you're going to be all right. Regardless. We all is, man. That's why I say we take this shit one day at a time. But um, <clears throat> enough on that. Uh, I really, there could be current events, but I'm like, fuck all that. Sometimes I don't even feel like going over current events. It's like, it'd be so much going on in this goddamn world. Current events could go on forever. <laughs> one day of current events. So, yeah. We ain't even going to touch on that, man. I want to just go ahead and get right into the to the juice while y'all niggas is here. We're going to talk about this HBCU, HBCU experience at Bethune-Cookman, baby. For those of y'all uh, who are watching this right now on IGTV, please go tune into the rest of this episode on Anchor again, Google Podcasts, Spotify, whatever it is. I know Domino's podcast show. I know Domino's podcast. Tune in with me, man. Tune in, critters. Get with it. But, uh, yeah, we finna get right into this thing. So, uh, so critters, critters, critters. Let's take a sip break. Let's take a, take a, take a sip, sip, sip it in. Wherever your cup is at, turn it back, turn it up. Sip on a little some some. Today's drink, drink of the day. Y'all know I'm a gin drinker. I got this gin. It's from, I think it's from like Scotland or Ireland, something like that. It's fucking nice. It's got this like taste to it, like this really fresh flavor. I don't know just like what that is, but it's good. It's called Gin Mare. Gin Mare. Like Nightmare, but Gin Mare. It's pretty dope. And I mix that thing with some Simply's Tropical Juice and some Cran Mango Juice. Both of them. Bow. I've been getting good with this shit, nigga. I ain't even gonna flex. Your girl, I need to be my own little bartender, goddammit. Make some coins off this thing. But, um, oh, critters, let's get into the shit, bruh. So, in regards to my HBCU experience, uh, explain in the beginning a little bit more about, like, you know, historical black colleges and universities. Um, but Don Cookman is a nonprofit, private, HBCU, like I said, it's a smaller one, but um, Mary McLeod Bethune was the founder of Bethune-Cookman University. She uh, was, I mean, a staple. You feel me? She was on a level like Martin Luther King and the rest of them. Just fucking shit up, you know, just turning shit around. Uh, so needless to say, it's an awesome, awesome university. I most definitely enjoyed my time while there. Um, but leading up to that, I was at Stetson University. On a, that's I went there straight from uh, high school, literally. Graduated in 2010 from Duluth High School, and I probably had a month before I was on my way down there on a full ride basketball scholarship. And I played under under a oh, <laughs> let me not call nobody out their name. <sighs> I played under Lynn Breer, Coach Lynn Breer. She was an Italian heifer, mean. Is fuck not playing, but she breeds some athletes. I can tell you that, cause baby, <laughs> when I tell you they used to work my motherfucking ass, I went like coming from college and, and into an environment like that. Like, bro, you don't be ready. You be thinking that you, yeah, I'm good. Like I'm in shape and all this. I was in for a rude awakening. 
Okay. Um, and mind you, it's my first time being out and away out the nest. I'm in Florida. Okay. Not too far from the beaches and the oceans. It's beautiful women everywhere. <laughs> okay. A lot of distractions, but mind you, I'm on a goddamn division one basketball team. So it's militant as fuck. They, they literally run your mother schedule. You don't get a say so in when you finna go and do this. And when you, nah, you got to find time to slip in shit between classes, practice, study hall, weights. You feel me? And the list goes on. Fucking footage, team meetings, you got to watch footage and shit, warm ups. It's so, listen. And I don't say that in a bad way. I'm just saying that it's if you're going to do athletics in college, you're going to do athletics in college. You got to make that choice. There ain't going to be no in-between. You want to be like a regular student and uh, be on the athletic team. You want to have a job and be... No, nah, ain't no jobs. And I know motherfuckers that's tried to do it. Bitch, please. And being enrolled full-time in school? Nah, buddy. Mm -mm. But needless to say, it taught me a lot. It built me up to be the woman I am today. Very disciplined, very timely, very organized. Um... Uh, I'm not as in shape as I was at that time, <laughs> as I wish I was, but we're going to get there. We're working on that part. But um, anyways, I ended up leaving Stetson University and finding my way at Cookman University because things were just not, there was a lot of friction between me and my head coach. Uh, my head coach, from the time that I literally, I was there, I was at Stetson University for all of one semester. For the summer, I was in there for, well, I guess you can take two and a half. Oh, I took classes over the summertime, you know, I was out there doing conditioning and shit. And then I was there for most of the fall semester. But by the end of the fall semester, no, I stayed there for the full fall semester, finished out with school. But by the end of it, I had already decided that I was moving on. And um, it just so happened my mom had been in touch with Coach Vanessa Blair at Bethune-Cookman University. Shout out to her. Gang, gang. Shout out to Vanessa Blair. What a beautiful, beautiful woman. Coach, mother, sister, everything. She's awesome. Um, she was in contact with my moms. They were still really, really wanting to. They had been recruiting me beforehand. Uh, I was one of the offers that I had that I had got. One of the last offers I had got, um, but I had already uh, pretty much. I had already said yes to Stetson. You know, I committed, so it was like I couldn't go back on it. Both schools are in Florida. Both are literally, bro, probably 30, 40 minutes apart. From one school for the next, forty-five minutes tops. But um, my mom was in contact with Coach Blair, and, and my mom was like, "I think this will be the best next move for you." And I talked to Coach Blair, and she was like, "We want you. It's signed, sealed, and delivered. We'll go ahead and send it over." Boom. But of course, you know, it wasn't a smooth process. I'm going D1 to D1. My coach at Stetson, Lambria, was not trying to let a nigga go, so she didn't release my contract till late as fuck, anyways. Still had to sit a year, so it was just like, bitch, you being paid for no reason. Because either way, when you when you transfer Division One and Division One, you have to sit. You have to be your red shirt. Your red shirt. It's part of NCAA other day fucking rules and shit. Bunch of bullshit, if you ask me. But um, <laughs> it happened, you know, and it was, and I was ready. I was ready to move. I was just ready to be away from the school. It was just not me. You know what I'm saying? You never just been nowhere. You didn't even know what's happening. But something in me was just not going. When I tell you, bro, I mean, I went, listen, I got the fuck up out of Stetson. <laughs> Just know that. But while I was there, 
Uh, I met a lifetime friend, um, my dog Carrie. I talked about her before uh, on the last, yeah, on the last vlog I did actually. So I met her. That mean that's a that's my ROD. That's my ROD. Period. Point blank. My ride or die. Gonna always be in my life. Love her to death. And I met her. Uh, she was on the basketball team there. She was point guard. Uh, and her and Lynn Bray didn't see eye to eye at all either. <laughs> so it was like me and Carrie motherfucking ass would literally be like, yeah, bitch, okay, whatever, fuck you. we go out to the club, come back, be running late to practice, but still pulling that bitch and be drunk as fuck, hungover, and practice running fucking suicides and some more shit. That's my bitch, man. That's my dog. That's what I'm saying. Like Most of my niggas that I've met through uh, college, like as far as my teammates, I always pick, it's always be at least one person that like, I gain a bond, like sisters. And it'd be more than one, but it'd be that one special person on each team that I always just click with. We always going to be friends, like forever, forever type of friends, you know? So Carrie's one of those, uh, one of them. And uh, yeah, so when I left Stetson, it was one of those things like I was, I felt so free. I was like, oh my God, thank you. I, I didn't even mind that I couldn't play initially when I got to Bethune-Cookman. I had to get acquainted. I'm coming from a predominantly all-white school at Stets University to a predominantly all-black school at Bethune-Cookman University just up the road. And they're rival schools. They got their rival. The women's basketball teams are rivals of each other. So it was just a whole slew of shit, me going to that school to that school. And it was big time. I was one of the biggest freshmen coming in that, you know, in my position as a power forward. Uh, and I had a lot of different offers. I could have went to the uh, Air Force Academy offered. Mama was not with it. I wasn't with it because military and shit. But man, Tulane University. I, I still want to wish I would have went there. New Orleans would have been lit as fuck. But um, you know, nonetheless, it was just my transition was a shell shock. I had never been to HBCU. Didn't really understand much of it. What it, what I was getting myself into at all. My mom tried to brief me <laughs> real quick, but it was like too late. Like I was in it. I had to just figure this shit out. So that was a lot. Um, but my teammates, most of them, you know, at Cookman was taken to me for the most part. Some of them was haters. You know, when you're coming in, you big, you strong, you know what I'm saying? You fresh, you're a freshman, literally. Um, and they see y'all as coming from a rival school. It was a lot that I took in with that. I had some haters, man. I had plenty of them. I mean, that ain't changed, goddamn. <laughs> you ain't doing something right if you ain't got one, two, three, four haters, goddamn. So it was what it was. And I grew from that. And eventually, most of all them niggas fucked me the long way. And to this day, they still fucked me the long way. Respect me, man. You got, you got down. We went through a lot as a team. Just me going, you know, as far as basketball teams. And Cookman, it was a sisterhood, man. And Coach Vanessa Blair made sure of that. I had some really cool coaches, bro. Like, I understand. It was such an experience. I also met Jaleesa. And that was, that's my dog to this day. I was actually at dinner with her last night. We was catching up and shit. Uh, that was my teammate and roommate. At Cookman. Oh man, listen. Coming into a HBCU, <laughs> it was such a beautiful thing, but it was so shell shocking for me because I was like, what the hell? I had never seen the fraternity sorority lifestyle. Like, and you know what I'm saying? I didn't know much about it. I knew that, you know, a couple of my that my dad was a cute dog. Uh my uncle, uh, both of my uncles actually, they pledged. Auntie pledged, but like my mom didn't. So that's who raised me. That's who we was always around. I didn't know much of it. My mom didn't really talk about that experience too much. But I got to learn real quick, buddy. 
And it was so cool, man. Like, uh, man, I can go on for days and days, but uh, just a few of my favorite things is like walking out on the quad. That's what they call the quad, the courtyard. We call it the quad at uh, Cookman. And you out there and you got different trees decorated for the different frats and sororities. And they'd be out there chilling in the quad just at every tree. I was cool. Man, I was real tight with the Q-Dogs. I was at all their parties bringing all the girls through. That's why they was like, I'm old. And bring, bring them girls through dog. So that was, that was well, obviously my dad is a Q-Dog. If I was a nigga, I would most definitely, if they ever let girls motherfucking join, like the guy sororities and shit, they probably nah, cause they be pleasuring and doing. They be doing the worst. My daddy told me a few horror stories of the summer shit. Just a few, cause they they still they don't tell none of that shit. My daddy is pushing fifty, and he still don't talk about that shit like that. He got the brands on his chest and shit on his back. Yeah. Um. So I was always with them niggas. Uh. I was always. Uh, I was fuck. With, I fuck with everybody, honestly. <laughs> but I was just dope. Like on the quad, you go out there and just kick with everybody. Um, now mind you, Cookman is a smaller school. It's not, he was no big ass campus, but we got one of the largest bands in, out throughout the whole HBC community. The largest band, big as fuck. And that's what y'all heard at the beginning of the podcast. That is the marching Wildcats. Oh man. So it, it, it everything about it. I mean, and speaking of the band, that was one of the best parts that I enjoyed when we would, we would have practice in the gym and right behind us is the field that the band would practice on. So by the time we get out of practice, we go right out there and just watch them practice and listen to the songs and formation, watch the formations and shit. Um, and the girls dancing. I mean, it was so much that I just took in and I just loved about this shit, man. It was like, it was just all new to me, but it was such an experience. And I was just like, damn, like, you know, in the moment, like, of course, there was a lot of ups and downs. I mean, that's college. But overall, just thinking about it back on it now, it's like, man, that was that was a hell of an experience, bro. Like, I would encourage everybody to at least do a semester at a historical black college, bro. Tell you. Um, so, yeah. One of the things I wanted to talk about is while I was on the basketball team there. Uh, man, <laughs> shit got wild. Uh, I wasn't even playing at the time. Y'all know I had to rest or I had to sit. And there was one in particular game that we were playing. And, excuse me, it was against Maryland Eastern Shore. Maryland Eastern Shore. I mean, it's Maryland Eastern Shore. Bitch, I don't know much about them bitches and I don't give a fuck. Um, <laughs> they came. It was a big game, big rivalry. Um, Coach Blair had already told the squad, like, look, these are big bitches and they're hella physical. We're going to have to get with they ass. And that's what we went into the game knowing. Girl, it wasn't even half. I don't even think it got to halftime. It was probably still first the end of the first quarter or something like that. When it, when um, one of my teammates, I think it was Jasmine, all I see is her on the floor and Shorty on Mary Lisa Shore stomping on her and, and, and punching her and shit. And all they motherfucking teammates hopped off the bench and started stomping on her too. Trying to hop in. That's all I remember is seeing that and seeing blood on the floor. And I blacked out, y'all. Something about me that you need to know, I protect me and mine. And, and mind you, I hadn't been playing with these girls long at all. I had just transferred. This was not long. I've been practicing with these girls maybe a couple, few months before all this happened. Girl, who ain't jumped smooth off the goddamn bleachers? 
<laughs> behind the goddamn uh, where we sit at, my squad was, I jumped smooth over everybody. And next thing I know, they now this is a recount from what I was told by my coaches because they had this shit on film. And to this day, they ain't showed me, bro. I wish I could have seen it. But apparently, I jumped smooth across the goddamn onto the court and found the biggest bitch. And I just was, I mean, got the swinging. And everybody was fucking fighting. Coach Blair had kicked off her fucking heels and was going, like, was ready to start fighting. It was something so surreal, bro. That's what I'm saying. I blacked out. I don't remember exactly what was going on. I just remember I, I had to get, I had to just, I got, I had to help. And I knew my big ass, I was ready. And so, mind you, it got nasty, bro. They, uh, I definitely got in some trouble for that. <laughs> but in that moment, I was like, fuck that, man. I'm not going to sit here and watch nobody get jumped. These are people that I, blood, sweat, and tears. I practice with these girls. And I don't give a fuck if I don't, if we ain't cool, I don't know you like that, bro. Fuck that. I'm not going to sit around and let nobody get stomped the fuck out. Hell no. And I can do something about it. So, yeah, I was out that bitch. Uh scrapping <laughs> my goddamn athletic director big ass had to come and snatch me off of the, uh, the bitch i was tagging um but yeah you know uh <laughs> that's that on that you know anyways yeah uh <laughs> it was a surreal moment man and uh i wish i could see that footage to this day because i know my ass went crazy they suspended me for two games like for when i came back i'm like bitch i still gotta sit out the whole rest of this year and you already suspended me my first two games when i come back yes my nigga that's exactly what happened they didn't call my mama and told my mama they was laughing telling her they was like girl because i had it was it was breast cancer awareness it was like a breast cancer awareness game too so i'm sitting over here and i had just freshly had got a haircut when i went to cook when i cut my hair off y'all I, 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 that was the first time I ever had a fade in my life. Cut that shit off. Okay. And I had on a long sleeve pink breast cancer awareness shirt. And they said all they seen was a pink shirt and a bald head running across the court. <laughs> Taking off on a bitch. I was like, for real? I did not have no, like adrenaline was going. I didn't come to until I got into the locker room they, where they drugged me into uh, the boys locker room. And I realized I didn't have my phone. I was like, man, where my phone at, man? Fuck. I threw everything. <laughs> Bitch, I don't play. I, I don't, I have like a trigger. I just go. I don't say I like, bro, it, it's dangerous. Like, I don't get in fights these days because I know me. Somebody gonna end up in the hospital and it ain't gonna be me. And I ain't gonna realize that I put somebody in the hospital till the next day, probably. I black out. So it was a crazy, crazy, crazy <laughs> situation. But shout out to my, my, my whole game, bro. The whole women's basketball team that I played with during those years, 20, 2011, 2013, and the beautiful women I met, Coach Blair, all my coaches that I, uh, you know what I'm saying, my position coaches, I fought with all y'all, man. It was such an experience, and I thank y'all for that, like, more than anything. I'm so thankful for that experience. It was, it was, it was a journey, but I'm the woman I am today because of the shit, you know what I'm saying, because of being there, being in that environment. It was just so dope, so... Needless to say, yeah, man, I all of this is a blessing. And Cookman was a blessing to me and my family. The frat life, the sorority life, it was so cool seeing people come out, you know what I'm saying, step in the, the what they call that, the pro, start with a P, probate. <laughs> the goddamn probates where, you know what I'm saying, you got all the uh, frats and sororities, they're coming out, bringing their lines out for whatever, spring semester, fall semester, whatever. And these are pledges that have been, 
through hell and back, and they finally get to come out. And you don't even be knowing because they can't speak on that shit. They're close to the friends. They can't even tell them that they're pledging. But if you've been at a, a HBCU long enough, you know all the signs. You know if your friend or somebody you know is pledging. Nigga, they be looking fucking through. They be tired as fuck. And they ain't never got no free time. You be like, bro, you want to go out? Nah, I can't. I got obligations. They can't do shit. Them niggas, man, that pledge, like, that's why I was like, bro, I don't know if I would be in a goddamn frat or sorority because that shit. But I was already in my own fucking frat sorority just with, on the basketball team. That's its own. Athletics is its own fraternity sorority, period. I'm trying to tell you, especially at HBCUs. That's what I'm saying. Like, I felt like I was in one just being on the basketball team. We did it. We went through hell, man. <laughs> but it was all worth it, man. It just, it, it grew bonds, man. And it's so much power in that. So much power in these HBCUs. And I think that's the biggest thing I just wanted, the message I wanted to get across today. There's so much power, and I've been speaking on this, of coming together. So much power in coming together as a community, as families, okay? As whatever you represent, whatever you stand for. My mama always told me, if you don't stand for something, you're going to fall for everything. What do you stand on today? What do you stand for? Who do you stand for? I know what I stand for. I'm a black woman, black, beautiful queen. Lesbian queen. All them, whatever. I'm true to me, though. And I know that I wouldn't be half the woman that I am today if it wasn't for the HBCU experience. <laughs> and I mean that from the bottom of my heart. It was beautiful. And it was just uh, what a time, man. What a time. I can go on for days about it, but that's just my message, man. There's so much power in those HBCUs and energy. And it, it, it's so much like like black excellence. That's why I said so much power in that. And it's nothing. I mean, HBCUs breed black excellence. You understand what I'm saying? It's what they're there for, literally. So you got to understand, if I were to ever have a kid, I'm making sure they go and experience that at least a semester or two. I would tell them, you ain't got to stay there, but I want you to at least go there and experience that, be around it. And even if they don't go, I'm going to tell them all about it. <laughs> they going to want to go. Um so I would encourage y'all, for those of y'all who are in school or thinking about going back to school or whatever, consider your HBCUs, man. Seriously. Consider them. It's a good look. It's a good look these days. It's a great look. So, oh, shout out to BCU, everybody who's ever attended, all the folks that I met and I ran to. I mean, I, mean, I still got people there to this day and connections. That's the biggest thing about college is the connections, the people that you meet, things that you do, the places you see. It's an experience. So that sums up Damo's HBCU experience for now. I would go in debt and do a little bit more, but I was like, nah, I'm going to carry on all day if I do that. And I got to go get yet it. I got to be there another hour and a half, actually. Yeah, I got to get gone. <laughs> but yes, critters, thank y'all so much for tuning in. As always, this is episode 12 of the I Know Damo Knows podcast. Eh? Y'all, please keep loving and supporting this. I'm going to do the same for y'all. If you need something, holler at me. Leave me voice messages, whatever. Get at me, man. If there's a topic that you want to discuss and you actually want to get on here with me and discuss it, get at me. Y'all got my contact info. It's everywhere. Stop playing yourself. Stop playing with me. <laughs> but yeah, man, much love, peace, love, and light. It's been another awesome episode of the I Know Domino's podcast. And until next time, shout out. I holler.